Welcome to Artsy Engineering Radio, in our series about engineering career paths. In today's episode, we will hear from Elena and how she became an engineering manager. What do managers actually do and how can we grow into becoming an awesome engineering manager? Let's find out and learn more in the next 30 minutes. Have fun! Okay, yeah, welcome again to um, Artsy Engineering Podcast. And I just did a mistake and uh, recorded, thought I recorded our podcast and then I didn't record the first part. So we're just going to try again. Never mind, uh, failing is always like learning. So yeah, so I'm the host, Kaya. Uh, a lot of people might know me already from this podcast and uh, I'm having Elena with me today, an engineering manager at Artsy. And I'm super happy to ask her some questions today about her career path um, because uh, I'm doing the series on career paths. And Elena, please introduce yourself again <laughs> for me. <laughs> hello, hello. So I'm Elena. I'm an engineering manager at Artsy. Yeah, the good thing is also that we didn't really have any one-on-ones yet. So I'm using this podcast also for myself to get to know you better. Yeah, let's let's jump right in with the questions about your career. So you started as an engineering manager at Artsy. And uh, how long are you already working here? I started two months ago. So I'm quite fresh still, but already excited and learned some things. Yeah, cool. And um, which team are you managing? I'm a manager of two teams, Data Platform and Velocity, but I think I'm more presented in Data Platform at the moment, and I feel like Data Platform maybe need a bit more attention. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can talk about that later. Uh, so you probably were not always um, uh, an engineering manager. Can you... Let me know a little bit of the beginnings of your career and how you grew into into that role. I started in 2007. It was my first real job. I started as a web developer without fancy words, without fancy job titles. It was very simple, stack of technologies, HTML, CSS, PHP, MySQL. <laughs> and there was even no word back-end engineer or front-end engineer or, or full-stack engineer back then. But I was really interested in web development and it looked like... I was really excited because it was my first real job. I was making real websites and people used those websites. That was so interesting. Yeah, it's also cool for me to hear that because I started so late and the beginnings of the internet and the web development back then is quite different. So... When I was like starting very late in 2017, I think, I think the whole area of web development was already very different than from in 2007. So <laughs> it's also interesting sometimes for me to hear the experience of people who started much earlier. What I like about web development and engineering in general is that it's never too late to start. It's never too late in terms of age of person who starts. It's never too late in terms of date. It's like, I know I'm a bit envy for people who start now because now everything is so better. Things are so faster. There is much more resources available in the internet. You can learn a lot of things yourself. You don't need books, teachers, and 
there, there is a great community around the whole world. And so, yeah, I think it's a little bit maybe easier to start now. But it's also interesting to know how history looked like. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes um, had these moments when, for example, when I started, I learned uh, to use GitHub right away um, to share my code. But then I heard of the stories of people using like FTP connections to share their code and <laughs> manually uploading it and stuff like that. And it sounds really weird to me. Like, oh, wow, these were wild times back then, you know? <laughs> yeah. So... Um, how long were you a web developer and when did you start picking up more managing tasks in your work? So after a few years as a web developer, I understood that I am more interested in what is called now backend development. And uh, one company I moved to was doing quite big things. It was like something like Google Maps, but Google Maps wasn't like web before. And oh, wow. <laughs> back then it was even even better than Google Maps now. It was quite a local website for the place where I lived. And uh, yeah, there was some API, of course, quite big API that contained all the map data, that contained all the data for organizations that should be shown on that map. And so I was working as a backend developer um, and uh, was mostly focused on that API or import data imports or other things like that. And uh, my manager noticed that I... I'm quite good in communications, probably not like quite good in general, but a bit better than the rest of the team. And so he started giving me some tasks on how to communicate with other teams who depend on us or who are our dependencies. For example, if we need to import data from some other system and something doesn't work in that import, how can we agree? Who is responsible for what? Why import doesn't work? Most of those things were not really technical, but were about communications and I was really interested in it, and I, I always had a big sense of accomplishment when I was able to solve such communicational issues. And yeah, I think this is how I started to uh, become more like in management than engineering. But actually, every well, or almost every time I started in a new company, I, I was starting as a software engineer, and then I was just like becoming a manager, team lead. Again, back then there was no word engineering manager, or it wasn't that popular, especially in small companies. So I usually had a job title like software engineer, then later senior software engineer, but also I was playing the role of team lead, something like that. Yeah, cool. And um, did you have any mentoring back then from someone in management? This is an interesting topic because there were not a lot of good practices. Basically, probably same as for engineering. Now you can find a course on engineering, you can find a course on engineering management on the internet, a lot of videos on YouTube, a lot of free resources, conferences, many, many things. Back then, it wasn't that popular. I know there were probably some master programs in engineering manager management, but not everywhere. And master programs are not available for everyone. And yeah, I think I didn't have any anyone or, or anything special. I was trying to learn from managers who mentioned me. But unfortunately, well, there were not a lot of experience and uh, I was mostly learning by myself and by my mistakes, <laughs> which is quite painful now. And it's always painful for me to remember because as manager, you make mistakes with people. As engineer, you make mistakes with systems and it's not that bad because, okay, if, some, if a website is broken, 
luckily we are not in medicine or we are not in something important and nobody will suffer from it most of the time. But if you work with people and you make mistakes with people, people will suffer and it's not a good thing. Interesting. And um, yeah, for me, it was also this point at, at my at my life. So I started um, software engineering really late in my life and I didn't know much about it before, I think in 2017. And then I went to a panel discussion of like women in engineering management. And I didn't know at all before that this kind of job existed. I was still naive and thinking like, oh, you know, the ultimate goal in my life is becoming an engineer. But then at the panel discussion, I learned that there's even something else after that that I can grow into. And I was so surprised. And yeah, but since then, I'm I'm wondering if I should, if that's like a good choice for me or not. So um, yeah, this is where I'm also asking you all these questions. And I wanted to ask you, like, when did you discover that this was an actual role description or an actual job that you want to do, the engineering management? Yeah, first time I saw engineering manager as a job title around five years ago. And before that, it was mostly called like a team lead or something like that. And quite often, even without job title, just an engineer who plays the role of team lead. But when I discovered that there is a special job title for it, I was quite impressed. Because, yeah, this is what we do. We are managers, we are people managers, we are also in engineering. So engineering manager covers all those parts, all those things that are in the job. And and how did you decide that you want to like leave the hands-on coding world and become a manager? Is that like Was that a tough decision to make or was that clear for you that you want to do that? I didn't really decide because it was quite a smooth transition with all the responsibilities. I just like wanted to take more ownership, more responsibilities. And then, yeah, I figured out that the more ownership and responsibilities you have, the fewer time for actual coding and being hands-on you have. And I still miss hands-on work, but I feel better <laughs> as a manager <laughs> because I feel like I can enable more people and bring more impact by it. And in general, it is very inspiring to me to see how people grow, to see how people achieve their goals, to see how people deliver great software. And it's mu much bigger than, than the situation when I just, as an individual contributor, write some code and deliver it. Yeah, I, I get that. What do you like least about man managing or what do you think is like the most challenging things to learn in management hmm, it's an interesting question i cannot say that there is something i like least i like everything some things might be quite tough but they depend on the particular situation in general in engineering the most challenging part is not technical part the most challenging part is mm. how we work with people how people work with each other Is our environment healthy? Is everyone feel free to speak, especially if they are not senior engineers or if they just start their career or if they have some like special background or if they are from underrepresented groups? So I would say my ultimate goal or my first goal for each team is to make an environment where everyone feels safe, respected, heard, where everyone has a voice and can present their ideas and not just present their ideas, but actually make sure that their ideas are considered. Yeah, wow, that's so great. It's actually, yeah, it's kind of like you're the knight in the armor <laughs> for the engineers. Um, and what would you say do you 
like most like what's the most fun part in your job well same same part is the most fun as well when there is a problem and someone doesn't perform and does, doesn't feel enabled or the team maybe is not extremely healthy at the moment or there are just like people who just joined maybe around the same time and they don't feel like a team yet and half a, half a year later you feel like okay this is a team now they work as a team and they actually even don't need manager anymore because they are self-sufficient this is the most inspiring part for me where I see what okay these people don't need manager anymore at least like for a while <laughs> So there is this uh, stereotype of women being better at like communicating and washing the dishes. <laughs> I don't know, like there's all these stereotypes about women. Would you say that like this also sometimes plays a role in, you know, how many women are managers or is it actually the opposite? Like are less women managers, although they have the stereotype of being better at communicating and doing glue work and people work? Hmm. To be honest, I've never thought about it like quite. Um, <clears throat> in general, also from my childhood, for example, I, I didn't, I didn't, I was quite, quite lucky because I didn't have to deal with many stereotypes. Uh, for example, my father was interested in amateur radio things. And so like, since my childhood, I was always like around that community of amateur radio people. And uh, I never felt like, oh, I'm a girl. So I'm treated differently because there were a lot of women there. Well, not maybe, of course, like fewer than, fewer women than men, but still I never had that feeling like I'm a, I'm a girl. So I cannot do software engineering. And I, I wanted to become a software engineer since I know 12 years old. So, and I, I really, I, I feel like I, I am really very lucky that I didn't meet many stereotypes. I met some stereotypes at university, for example, and then I was really surprised because it was the first time in my life someone was like saying, "Now oh, you are a girl, what you want from like, here's your like, I know, number and then just like go and don't ask me extra questions. And that was a big surprise to me. If you talk about management specifically, yeah, I, I don't have an answer. I, I don't think it's gender related. So it's, it's hard for me to say. Yeah, I, I feel like just um, from my experience, I cannot say that in general, but from my experience, a lot of women who are engineers are often pushed into the role of glue work, you know, like... Um, kind of like yeah please you know you're the one who's taking the notes or you're the one who's organizing some or even just like scheduling an, a group event that is to for team building or stuff like that I don't know it's like often the dynamics that I experienced were like this is pushed over to the women but in the same time they were not um, officially having this role so you know, so they would always get like some kind of extra responsibilities, but not getting credited for it. While a lot of, I would say, like higher positions were filled by men that were actually having like an official role for these responsibilities, but then also didn't really do so much of that work. And I don't know, so I, I felt like there's a little bit something out of balance and do you have any experiences or opinions on that? Yeah, again, it's hard for me to say how does it work in different teams. For my teams, for example, I always try to find strengths 
for each person, for each individual. And to be honest, I don't see any <laughs> difference between men and women in terms of it. I remember in my past time, for example, we had a great uh, engineer who just started. Uh, it was a man and uh, it was the beginning of his career, but he was really great in organizing things, how to organize a workshop, to discuss something. He was great in taking notes, very structured. So he, quite often he volunteered to take such notes. It looked quite natural to me, but if a women engineer would do the same, okay, why not? But to me, it is important to find each individual strengths and their background is not important or no. their gender is not important or their like you know, other special uh, characteristics are not important. The only important characteristic if people are interested, if they think or, or I see or other people see, it's their superpower. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to, to deal with the different characters in a team that, yeah needs different strengths for areas in terms of teams if we already here did you ever experience like any team that failed or something where you see now what the mistake was where the team didn't cooperate well or something that they could have done better to me it's not about mistakes usually to me it's about well the question is like what is the reason why team doesn't communicate well and the reasons might be very different and this is where engineering manager role is important and this is where engineering manager needs to be involved and if we talk about artsy <laughs> this is maybe something i would change a little bit because quite often there are situations when engineering managers manage people but they are not very presented in regular teamwork so it's hard to observe how regular work look like because everyone engaged what kind of roles everyone play mm. and yeah this is why for example currently even though i'm quite a manager for two teams velocity and data platform i prefer to focus on data platform a bit more to understand how the situation look like and what team at the moment how can i help is everything fine is anything could be better and to learn it to understand it you need to be very presented Yeah, sounds interesting. I also wasn't aware that you're like focusing on both teams, but on data platform a bit more. Yeah, and that there is more work to do there. <laughs> so, um, because I'm always in the frog perspective looking from down, <laughs> from the inside, <laughs> not the bird perspective. Yeah, what is also quite special at Artsy, engineering managers manage people who are in the same location as they are. And in data platform, there are more people from Germany than people from the US side. So I think this is why I also more focus on data platform. But I, I feel like I should be more presented for Velocity too, and I have it in my list. But I'm still on board in the other hand, so I'm trying to prioritize. I want everything, I want to be everywhere. <laughs> But priorities are important because if you just like cannot choose, then you will not deliver anywhere if you want to deliver every, everywhere you will not deliver anywhere yeah that's actually an interesting point i um so the last um, podcast in the series i made was with steve and how he decided to stay more in the hands-on kind of world although he's like a very experienced uh, engineer and also probably has a lot of insights uh, in management but he chose not to become a manager And I wanted to know why and how he got to that decision. And he told me that um, his mistake was that he always, like he never committed to either one. So he was always a little bit in between. And he said that like, whatever you do, just 
pick something and prioritize it and lean into it more. And I felt like that's actually great advice. And yeah, I, w- I would take it to my heart and <laughs> and see what decision I can make. But I'm still like not sure uh, which way to go in, in my engineering career. And uh, so what would you tell a person like me who still haven't decided which way to go? Would you like what kind of advice do you have or like how to make a better decision on your career? To me, it's the best phase to try. So if there is an opportunity to try some aspects of engineering management at art, so this is definitely something to get. And I know but at some other companies, there is like an associate program where all the engineers who are not sure yet can try become managers for a while to see if it's their thing or not. Maybe something like that would work. But apart from that, also, well, knowing your strengths, knowing your interests uh, probably would work. I believe basically a manager could help a lot here as someone who should coach people a little bit also and help them understand their past, their strengths better. There is also a personal development plan template at Artsy, which I think is designed to help people grow and is designed to help people understand who they want to become, how soon, and what kind of things needs to be tried or needs to be developed or learned. And would you uh, would you say that you have to be a senior engineer before becoming a manager, or is that not so important? I know so some engineering managers who never been engineers before they became managers, who were in different roles, more related to communities or how to organize work. And in fact, if you talk about engineering, the hardest part in engineering is not engineering. The hardest part is people. So I believe anyone who is good in people management can be engineering manager too. Of course, it is easier when you understand technical things, when you have some background and experience, just because you can understand some technical problems better. But to me, it is not required, especially in a situation when teams have tech leads who are responsible for all the technical side of things. And then it is important to have good relationships between engineering manager and tech lead to understand struggles, technical struggles, for example, what needs to be prioritized from a technical perspective. But to me personally, I, I agree that some skills related to people management are super essential. To me, the most important skill of engineering manager is to listen to people, but not engineering. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Uh, interesting. And because I think the only um, opportunity so far to get into a bit more like management kind of role and my team at least was was the tech lead and for that the requirement was to be a senior engineer so it like for me i don't have the senior title officially and um so it was like i was uh, i didn't have the chance to even apply for that role so like if i want, wanted to try out management at artsy i would probably have to wait for a management position to open up and then apply for that right I would maybe try a different approach. Um, I would ask if I wanted to become what like what next level in my career, for example, who my manager is, I probably would ask my manager what my manager can delegate. Because managers are really happy to delegate as they <laughs> have so many things to do. But if there is someone who is ready to take something, they will be super happy. So maybe the right ways to start like that. Also, your manager should be interested in your career too. And so if you say, okay, I want to become an engineering manager, your manager 
could probably help you make pass towards that uh, le- level. And it's not only about learning. It's not like, oh, okay, you need to pass that course on, like, I don't know, Udemy, Coursera, somewhere else to learn essentials on how to manage people. This is maybe a good advice or, like, read some books about management are also good. is also good advice. But I believe we learn best when we try. And mm. the question is, yes, what your manager can delegate you which duties, which things, and then you can just like if if you can feel if you like it, you can see if it's your thing, and if it works, then you can just like take bigger and bigger and bigger, little by little, and then one day it's just like natural thing. You are a manager already because you just do everything what other managers do. Yeah, I think I'm keeping my manager already quite busy with all the wishes that I have on my list. <laughs> so I just recently wished to have like a rotation in the velocity team because I wanted to learn more about infrastructure and he fulfilled me that wish and, and like made it happen. And yeah, I guess I would, I just have to go to my manager slash Santa Claus with, with that wish and just (laughs) see what he can do for me. Is there any like last um, advice that you can give from what you've learned in your career or anything else that we didn't talk about that we didn't cover in this podcast that you want to want to say? Well, it's a good question. I think maybe we haven't covered feedback mm-hmm. and feedback is super important. This is also how we learn and this is also how managers learn like how managers learn how to become better managers. Yeah. It is I, I said that it is super important to listen to people and it's not only about their observations of the situation as a team, it's also about their feedback. And it is super important to make an environment where people feel free to give you feedback, especially negative feedback, something that can help you as a manager grow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And also feedback culture at RC is quite strong and there is a lot of Uh, I know, sessions, trainings, suggestions, ideas, frameworks, how to deliver feedback better. So I think it is really important for anyone who wants to progress with their career and especially for managers. Yeah, this is actually a good reminder to the whole engineering department. We were just told to give our managers more feedback, yeah, to help them grow as well. So please, people, keep that in mind. Give your managers feedback. They need that. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, yeah, let's see where where my career goes. Uh, Let's see where your career goes uh, from here. Yeah, uh, that was a great session. And I think I learned so much. Thank you so much, Elena. Thank you, Kaya. Good luck with your career. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Artsy Open Source. Keep up with our blog at artsy.github.io. This episode was mixed and edited by Alex Higgins, and thank you Eve Essex for our theme music. You can find her on all major streaming platforms. Until next time, this is Artsy Engineering Radio.